This is Dave Chang. And Chris Ying. We are the hosts of Recipe Club. You may have listened to it before, but we are now back on the air, new and improved, with the same hosts that lose every week. I still don't know what the rules are because they've changed as well. Chris, can you give a quick rundown? Every week, we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. We take a user, listener, submitted recipe, and we all cook it with our friends, Priya Krishna, Rachel Kong, Brian Ford, and John DeBerry. And then we talk about what went right and what went wrong. No, I actually really don't want to do this podcast. (laughs) And they are hardly our friends. They are enemies. They are enemies. It's Dave's civil disobedience. If you want to see Dave Chang in an act of civil disobedience, tune into Recipe Club where he will not follow the recipe. I'm contractually obligated (laughs) to make this podcast. (laughs) But I'm here to have a good time. So listen to Recipe Club every week on the Ringer Podcast Network. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a very delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Dome Media. Thank you, Yolot Tango, as always. Please check out our Discord channel. You can uh, join it by visiting majordomomedia.com. It's somewhere on that site. We got a whole bunch of stuff going on with the Momofuku products. Thank you for all of those supports, the noodles, the chili crunch, the soy sauce, the rice wine vinegar. But um, today, we are doing a moif. But before I get into that, again, wanted to do a little bit more top-of-mind segments. I, I wanted to talk about buying fish. I think one of the best podcasts we've done in a while was with Chef Josh Nyland in Australia of, of St. Pete's. Um, and again, you can go check out his cookbooks, really extremely informative or his social media. But it's one of the things that we mentioned that buying fish in America or just the world at large probably needs to get better, immensely so. Uh, it's just far behind what you might get in Japan and Korea uh, in in a lot of Asian countries. Uh, Turkey, Italy, France, basically America probably has some of the worst <laughs> fish buying programs. And anyway, I was at a grocery store recently and I just wanted to bring this up because I feel like it gives me an idea of how much needs to change. Uh, still, I'm trying to buy a little bit more fish myself for my diet. I have to eat a lot healthier, a lot cleaner as I get older. And People in my family want to eat more fish. So anyway, I'm, I'm just buying it and I'm trying not to order special from the restaurants and all of that stuff, which I may or may not do down the road. Who knows? Who cares? But anyway, right now I go to the supermarket and sometimes you can see nice things like sole or striped bass. But I look at I, the, talking about the meat 
section is a whole nother story that I'll talk about. But there's a fish per, fishmonger there in this grocery store. And I'm looking at all the fish. It's also just doesn't look great, but they're able to sell it as, oh, this is fresh. From the, the grocery store counter, they're saying that everything is fresh. And people are buying it up. There was a big queue and people are buying halibut. Next person says, oh, I want to buy some steelhead trout. And the person behind says, oh, it's fresh. It's, um, he doesn't say that it's wild, but the customer says, oh, it looks like it's wild too. The, customer, the fish guy doesn't correct them. And they say, oh, it's, it's trout. It's better than a trout. It's a lot of just sort of misinformation. I find the wording on what is wild, what is not, what is farm-raised, what is sustainable, a lot of that is just a lie. I should take a photo to remind myself next time of how they try to market fish that is not wild. I think that's problematic. Secondly, most of it is farm-raised. A lot of this fish is actually thawed and frozen. Not every grocery store markets it that it was frozen. Now it's been thawed. I actually tried to buy a box of bacala, salt cod, because I thought that was actually the best fish available. And that's not a joke. It's a fish that I knew I could sort of depend on. And why would I want to pay a premium on frozen shrimp that's been thawed? You can do that yourself. So in general, I keep on thinking that I don't know how, but for me, sort of testing out hypotheses and such in food, how do we start to institute better fish programs? Fish that with, I don't know, I'm just sort of throwing it out there. I'm perplexed at the lack of advancement in how we sell fish. It seems like people buy it all the time. And I don't know. And it's not just any grocery store. It's, it's all the grocery stores. I go to H Mart. I go to 99 Ranch. I'm wondering how we improve this. I'm just throwing this out there. I don't have any ideas. Maybe most people disagree with me about this. Not a surprise. A lot of people will disagree me with me about most things. I'm just tired of our fish programs across the board and wherever I go from super fancy supermarkets to sort of more affordable places I'd rather go to a more affordable place. I almost appreciate what Trader Joe's does and says, there's nothing that's a fresh fish. Everything's frozen. I almost feel like we should rather do that, which is why I bought bacalao because I'm just going to make some salt cod because I know what it is. I know it's fresh in the sense that it was salted when it was fresh. Anyway, I'm rambling on here, but it's just more of I'm shocked every time you listen to the conversations that are had at the fish section in a grocery store how ridiculous it is. The word fresh gets thrown out all the time. Oh, it looks fresh. It is fresh. It's wild. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like we need some more governance on this because as someone that is in the industry, it bothers me that there's a lot of misinformation and miscommunication about the fish. Again, this isn't Biscuff cookies. This is a completely different subject. <laughs> but anyway, I'll shut the fuck up. I'll let you guys get into our Moif with Noel and Chris. This is going to be a two-parter about the required eating list that we did. And I'll let you guys get into that conversation now. Here is Moif with Noel, Chris, and myself. Um, so we have a Moif today, guys. Uh, Noel is just giving me a thumbs up because she's got to get out of here to catch an airport so she can see my dumbass in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Seen a lot of each other. Anyway. Yeah. Just trying to keep us on track so Noelle doesn't derail us like usual, all right? <laughs> when she goes Goodness. off on one of those long rants and just like takes up so much time, yeah. 
look, I'm just so excited to see the both of you. I must make my flight. I must get there on time to see both of your faces in person. Well, well, you know what? You've learned. You've learned well. You learned well. That was awesome. That was well done. If you didn't know and you were just listening to this first time, you thought that was pretty genuine of a heartfelt. I can't wait to see you guys, Chris. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, she's she knows she knows how to say what she's supposed to say to get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm genuinely excited to see you guys. Dave's like playing the real cat in the hat role here. Who's just not going (laughs) to listen. Well, we got to unveil our report cards, correct? That's right. Last week, yeah. you uh, you pulled the fire alarm before the, the big mm, test, mm, mm, and we mm. got all got an extension on our homework, but mm. rent's due. You know what? Let's just go through this and see who did what. Just for now, show of hands, who went to a diner and ordered a diner entree? Noel, did you do it? Check. David Chang? I got it delivered. <laughs> okay. He's, that counts. Mm, that counts. Fine. That's two. I did not do that. There are no diners here for me to go to. I got a London what? broil. I got a London broil. <laughs> Delivered. Really? At Sambar. For what's it? From a diner? That b- diner we want to go to was open. Yeah. <gasps> oh, how was it? Was it great? And, 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 and God is my witness. God being Lala. She knows this is true. All right. Mm, we'll get okay. to this later. Okay. We'll get to this later. Uh, number two, visit a chain or fast food restaurant you've never been to. Dave, did you go? I did. Noel. Okay, I got it ordered for delivery, but yes, I got this done. Why, right, would, why would you look at me uh, <laughs> with such disdain for saying I got dynamite delivered? Yeah. That's so fucked up. He did give him some shit immediately before coughing to do the same, doing the same exact thing. All right, that's a three for three. No, and I, I, I'm going to say I went to another steakhouse downtown, uh, and I went to uh, Bobby Vance, which is close by, which is a chain. Extra credit. Yeah. Mm. Who went to a juice bar and got a green juice? I did. Dave of Chang. course I did. I All went three. to Joe and the Juice for the first time. I've never been to Joe and Juice. We'll oh. talk about this later. Mm. Three for three. Uh, anybody watch the Pierre Gagnier episode of Iron Chef? Oh, I, I did. laughed on so hard during it. <laughs> did you really watch it, Dave? You rewatched it? No, I watched, uh, again, like Netflix and these streaming networks, I watched the first 30 seconds and that counted as a download. <laughs> Good God. What? Yeah. Somewhere the chairman cashed another check because Dave watched the first 30 listen, seconds. Watch one of the, listen, if you want, I, I'm, I'm a, I, I interpret the law and I'm saying watch, can, we didn't put how long or how little the duration. <laughs> I watched 30 seconds. Being your teacher must have been an absolute mm. nightmare. Uh, who, I mean, do we want this to be a, a conversation about semantics? I'm happy. Let's go. <laughs> no, I don't. That's the whole thing. I don't. This is math class. Who did? Who bought and cooked some beets? I did. I, as I mentioned last week, I did. I made baby food. I made beets for the first time. I sort of did. I'll, I'll explain later and you guys can tell me if I get credit. Oxtails. Anybody cook oxtails? Doing it this morning. No Got well. it done. Oh my All God. Done. Oh my God. It's you cooking as we speak. It'll be dinner for tonight. So far, just to review, so far we're on task number. That was six tasks. Noel and Dave are six for six. Your boy's five for six. Who read the Brian Scalabrini article in the Times? I did. It was my we idea. We all did. We all read that. Oh my God. This is wild, mm-hmm. you guys. Uh, here's where things might go a little off the rails. Anybody find Biscoff cookies for sale in the wild? Of course I did, Chris. Of course I did. <laughs> they don't exist. 
is insane for this one. They don't exist. Do I? <laughs> Listen, I have a better chance of finding Yeti or Sasquatch. Okay. Or the abominable sm- snowman than fucking Biscoff cookies in the wild. What I did do is I thought you guys were pulling my leg on the speculus. And I mm-hmm. bought some at Trader Joe's. The, yeah, the so cookie jar version of it. That yeah. might be partial okay. credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it comes down to it, we'll give you partial credit. Uh, anybody eat at a boiling crab style restaurant? I did not. Your girl did. Whoa. Oh my God. Noelle. Noelle is nine but, for nine. But hold on. I, I did make, I bought two Dungeness crab from H Mart. I bought clams and some shrimp. And I made my own Meulandong style Korean hot and spicy stew myself does that count i believe i, I mean i i would give you credit dave but okay. i believe if we if we play back the tape you said to get credit for this this is your thing you got to be wearing a bib and have a crab leg this in your is mouth the multi- at a this restaurant is the, this is the multiverse okay and that version <laughs> of me was based on a reality that did exist but not completely based on the reality that we're now in presently Oh my God, that's, that's, we're not accepting that as an answer. I'm going to give you partial credit again. I did not go. Uh, did you make Dave's, what are we going to call this? Your, your, your frozen vegetable mayo cheese dip sauce? I did not. I did, I did not. You didn't make own. it this week. But I did. Does it count to make recipe clubs <laughs> version? Hmm? It does not because it's it's a different it's very similar, which we'll get to for recipe club. I it's thought that I, I I I could kill two birds with one stone here. I think by <laughs> making it, it's very similar. It's very, very similar, which you'll hear on recipe club. But Noel, I assume you made it. Spinach artichoke version. I got Holy it done. Cow, you are you are something else. Somebody uh, anybody... somebody went to an Ivy League school <laughs> and the rest of us did not. <laughs> did... <laughs> Did anybody watch an episode of Is It Cake on Netflix and score how you did? Yeah. Did you really? I watched the first episode and that's it. Okay. Noel? I watched the whole season. Oh my God, dude. You don't get extra credit for that. Get out of here. Finally, (laughs) finally. Wait, did you do it? Did you watch it? I did. I did. I did. I watched. Ruby's really into it. I, uh, finally, we separate the wheat from the chaff. Chaff? Chaff? Chaff. Who watched all five Twilight movies? Not me. Noelle did. <laughs> no, she did not. Yeah, look Get at that out face. Of here, Noelle. I know. I know that face too well. <laughs> she did it <laughs> willingly and lovingly. Oh my god! I did it. I just finished the fifth one. I made it through. I made it through all of it. She literally right. did it with clear eyes, full hearts. She couldn't lose. She did it. <laughs> yeah. So, so the rule, the, the rule generally here is we're going to talk about the ones that at least two of us, has, two of us have accomplished. That's how I want to sort of run this, this okay. moif here. But I, I do want to just note, Noel, even though neither Dave nor I watched all the Twilight movies, was that your first go round or did, have you seen these before? Oh, was no. That a rewatch? Christopher, this is a rewatch. I grew up in the Twilight era. Of course, this was a rewatch. It's fucking wild. I was so ashamed rewatching it, but it was my second go. Uh, that is wild. Um, so just for those keeping score at home, and again, we're gonna we're gonna keep score all season long on this thing. I don't know how long a season is, but we'll keep score, and then we'll we'll tally listener fan scores as well, and figure out some kind of fabulous all expenses paid vacation for whoever does the most. 
including the partial credit Dave is getting for his speculos cookies and his homemade crab boil. He's got nine out of a possible 12 points. Noel, unbelievable. 12 out of possible 12 points. And Christopher Ying with nine as well. So Dave, once again, we've created a game where you and I are tied for last place. It's okay. (laughs) Our record is undefeated in creating games that we're bad at, though. So that's something. Uh, where do you guys want to start? We can talk about diners, chain restaurants, juice bars. We can talk about anything except for Twilight. <laughs> I want to talk about Twilight. <laughs> no, what, Noel, no, since you, you since you scored twelve, none for 12, of the listeners, you... none of the listeners want to hear about Twilight, Dave. Yeah. We're they okay. weren't super excited about our Batman takes either, so I don't well, think they well, want to well, hear. Yeah, they will. Well, <laughs> What did I say that Twilight was a merger of two movies? I can't even remember what I was saying. No, you said Batman was Seven and uh, Fight Club. It is. <laughs> <laughs> the screenwriter literally watched two of those movies in a row and said, I got it. <laughs> I got the rewrite. Let's see. Let's do this thing. <laughs> Nobody's ever put these together because if you add those two movie likes together, you get the Batman like film too. <laughs> like three and a half hours. It's so long. It's so long. Uh, Noel, what's in the box? It's your it's your honor, Noel. What do you want to talk about first? What's in the box? Oh, hmm. Uh I really want to hear about what you guys say to well, I I really want to hear about the London broil. I know it's the first thing on the right. list, but I'm very, very curious. Let's start with diners. Let's knock this right out. Dave, tell us about this. <laughs> Delivered. Where what was the diner? What was the circumstance? Was there any debate between London Broil and something else? And tell us how it all went. Well, let me just show you. Wow, Dave, that looks oh. grotesque. <laughs> Not what I expected, that's for sure. All right, so he's got he's got three, four, five, six, seven, eight different foiled trays of food. Okay, all right. How many people were you feeding right there? Uh, there was about six of us. So okay. um, what I learned was, since I was paying breakfast slash lunch for about five or six employees at Sambar, where I was doing this... Um, I had just broken $120. Talk about how to order, right? They wouldn't let me. I had to get under $100. So that was a real, first of all, problem about the whole diner wait, thing. Wait. There's a cap on spend. I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe because they think it's like a catering size. But I, I, I can't remember what my original order was, but it was way more ridiculous than... You know, I, I wonder if it's like a credit card fraud thing. Like people well, no, don't if, spend that. If you ask six people what they want from a diner at 10 in the morning, you get the most ridiculous <laughs> order requests. All right. So what did everybody so mine had, order mine had, mine had I had mozzarella sticks. I had chicken fingers. I had a turkey club. I had two sausage, bacon, egg and thing, pancake thingy, whatever. And then I ordered uh-huh. a London broil, a side of well done hash browns. I think that was it. Oh, four iced coffees and some donuts. That was my order. So I'm sure when it came through, people were like, what the fuck? It's like 10 in the morning. What, what, mm-hmm. what, what neighborhood are we in? What, what diner are you at? I was South Street Seaport. I think it was Pearl Diner. And we had to cram some food in before a bunch of meetings. And I got the London broil. And I have to say, maybe it was a bit better there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But what was extremely delicious at any time of the day was the mozzarella sticks. So I was dunking 
the London broil into the marinara sauce to give it some flavor whatsoever. <laughs> but so last time I think we, we talked about London broil, we we were not even sure. We had just sort of identified that it was a, a wonderful name, but we didn't know what it was. Did you get any closer to understanding the London broil itself? It is what I think it is. What it was going to be <laughs> a crappy cut of meat. <laughs> Was right. it marinated? Was it was it just soft, no. or was it marinated in anything? It's just not the cup of tea. I, I, you know what? I want. We should have a contest. The best London broil in America at a diner. Let's come up with the top five, top ten list. Is it possible? I want to know. I want to know where, what? and I want to go there because I would like to know what is the platonic ideal of a London broil set in a diner. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. like you want to be sure. the tallest tallest man in Lilliput. I guess like yeah, what, what are we looking I for? I think it's here? a fast, fascinating thing because it doesn't it, it can be any broiled meat with some kind of gravy sauce. That sounds awesome. Why does it have to crap be crappy? Mm, I see. It's got to be broiled. But I, I will it's, say it seems to me Pearl Street or this diner the they they the breakfast was above and beyond good, better than okay. anything else. Mm. And the turkey club turkey club I broke my heart. They didn't have any mayo. <laughs> didn't have any mayo in it. What? I know. Not as, mm. not not per your request, not per whoever's order no, it was. It was just no, no, no mayo no, included. No, 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 no. But I, then I, I had to get like a a, a a deli cup of mayo from the walk-in, and yeah. and it looked like it came with it, you know, as <laughs> just, a side. <laughs> but I did see. I know this is like way off topic now. Um, I did see JJ Basile do something really remarkable that I had never seen before. And I want to share it with you guys because I have never seen this move. Maybe you guys have, but I have not. All right. We got a, we got a flapjack, a pancake. We're taking a whole, an omelet or a whole flat of scrambled, scrambled egg. eggs and then a sausage patty and another sausage patty. He's, he's making a, he's making a McGriddle, man. Yeah. It's a McGriddle. Oh my God. But just eating it like a taco. That is, ah. Yeah, I mean, you should post this, but I think it needs like an NC-17 rating. Well, again, to me, this is why you do this thing. This is why you interact with life, because you can get inspiration from anywhere. Okay? This is why you interact with life. <laughs> what <laughs> Not just in your head. Sure. <laughs> can I, wait, can we just you, for a second? You just... do things. You do things like this to be like, wow. Yeah. I was blown away. That, mm. that genuinely was worth all of this. Even the mis you know the misguided attempt to watch Twilight just to know you can wrap shit in a pancake and dip this it in is, your uh, pancake truck. But I, I never yelled that. that when I when I tried to call that pigs in a blanket, I yelled that and was told that that's not pigs <laughs> in a blanket. That's that's a classic move. But can we just? I just need to. This was an empirical study, and we can continue our diner thing. But two questions about your London broil. One was the portion a little small. Yeah, I don't know. It was where's the beef? Yeah, it was where's the beef? Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, Second, you know what the portion was? Again, maybe it was the correct portion size. It was the airplane portion <laughs> size. <laughs> right. Mm. We're just we're just wrong about what a piece of meat should be. And okay, I want to hear Noel's experience as well. But did you did you like part of this was like who orders the London broil? Did you get any closer to understanding like who might order this dish? I think people that like well done beef. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's actually that's a pretty clear description of who we're yeah. talking and, about, and, here. and it's clearly not for an elder generation because it's it, you. If you have dentures, this is not something you can chew. Gotcha, uh, Noel. What did you do on the diner front? Well, uh, for the dentures crew, 
I went to Manhattan Three Decker, which is a diner in Greenpoint in Brooklyn, and I got this bad boy, an eggplant parm with spaghetti. The spaghetti (laughs) was very, very overcooked. The Uh eggplant parm, though, delightful. I also don't think that this has ever, perhaps ever been ordered at this diner because when I asked for it, I got a very confused look and the waitress had to ask me again, like, did you say eggplant parm? I said, yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, so she you, came sorry. out. Did they, also say, did they also say uh, the, 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 the drugs are in the back to pick up? Or the, was that like the <laughs> right. drug mule? Yeah, <laughs> at first, did they just bring a brick of cocaine out instead of the eggplant parm first? <laughs> What is, are you drinking an iced tea, Noel? Is that an iced tea you're drinking with your eggplant parm at the diner? Yep, this is an iced tea. This was a 2 p.m. day we were supposed to record the pod. And then Dave bamboozled us and told us he didn't finish anything. So this was my procrastination last week. But let me tell you, it was bumping at 2 p.m. It this was good. a, it was good. It was it really, great. really good. Um, Next time you should go in there, you should say, Blue Horseshoe loves Endicott Steel. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but no. So one one thing I'm noticing, though, it seems mm-hmm. like you're the only person in this dining establishment. Is that true? Well, I wasn't. This is the auxiliary room because Ooh. the main dining room was full. So it was just me, myself, and I. This really looks like a um, pincho place in San Sebastian. Doesn't it have that? Dave, 100% look like a Pinchos place in San I mean, you know what Pinchos is? It's P-I-N-X-T-O-S. And they're more of the substantial taparia, though they're, you know, local of local version in San Sebastian. And just looking at this photo, if you took away the iced tea, the mason jars, and the salt and pepper ketchup packets on the left, which is a tremendous <laughs> amount, I mean, God bless. It's like the brown wainscoting. Yeah. It's like the dark tile. It's that framed photo of a lighthouse. The only like, thing that's mm-hmm. different is like you could have like a bisteca or like a yeah. like a or hongos with like a egg yolk on top. It's like, whoa, is it right. porcini season? That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually. Is that a bottle of like... chocolate in the back? Or, whoa, <laughs> this fucking guy is Catalonian Spanish. Is is Basque? Um, this, uh, so it was, did you come closer to understanding why people might order dinner entrees at a diner, Noel? Is this a move that you might emulate again? Mm, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Everyone else at 2 p.m., as I like walked by all of the tables, only had breakfast. Absolutely only had breakfast. Um, and I don't think anyone gets past page one, which are all the breakfast items on the menu. So it was a real shocker for, for everyone Mostly my waitress, who uh, truly had never seen this before. You could tell. I love it. I love this. This is my favorite tidbit we've ever done. (laughs) This diner, diner, deep dive, is amazing. (laughs) This... uh, So I guess the search continues then. Like, the search for Sasquatch continues, because we've not... We've not... Neither one of you have become a dinner entree diner orderer. We've yet to understand... This no offense, no offense, LA. There are a lot of diners here, but they're not New York City diner. It just doesn't. It's just yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, okay, well, listen, listeners, if you're out there and <laughs> you're one of this species of people we're looking for, you know, find us. Uh, let us know who you are.
Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Where do you want to go next? What do you want to talk about next? Why don't we just go in order, Chris? All right, let's go in order. What chain or fast food restaurant did we all visit? Dave, where'd you go? So I did go to two steakhouses. There was another steakhouse I went to well, and then I went to Bobby Van's by myself. I got a burger. I think that's technically, but I didn't want you guys to say, oh, there's no really chain restaurant. So you know what I did? I ordered pizza. I did not get a normal pizza that I normally get. I got a Fresh Brothers pizza. Hmm. Mm. What is it? Say it was just a, a Noel word that I don't use too often. Delightful. <laughs> I'm curious about Fresh Brothers. What is what is Fresh Brothers? They just and- serves thin pizza that's cut into squares, like a Greek pizzeria style that I grew up in in Connecticut, going to college. Campus pizza, hello campus, and you would order your pizza. <laughs> And you, like, gonna, wait, you're not saying compost. You're saying compost, like some. No, no. Like a so Greek it, it, I love this place. I've given any money I had in college went to Compost Pizza. Hello, <laughs> Compost. <laughs> you pick up the phone in Hartford, Connecticut. You dial right next to Trinity College, and it'd be three in the morning, four in the morning. Always dependable. Hello, Hello compost? compost. Hello, okay. Compost. Oh, it's you again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Extra ranch. Got it. What is the? Okay, so it's just a, and it's actually delightful. You found it delightful. I love square pizzas. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Noelle, Interesting. Are you I mean, you I mean, sound is, like I'm a lunatic. is is it the square that that makes it good to you? I think that I don't know. I, I think maybe it's more of a Proustian nostalgia type of thing because Campus Pizzeria in Hartford, Connecticut, is actually legitimately amazing, and it's 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 like a mixture of a pan pizza that's cut into a square. Okay. Okay. But a thin pan pizza. Fresh Brothers is more. I don't know. It's not bad. It's is good. it a is the diff, diff, give me some some sense of this crust? Is it a floppy one or it's is a little it like bit a more crispy one? Feels similar to a Celeste frozen pizza slice, okay. which is fantastic. Like cracker, cracker, Cra- crust. but not crackery. Oh, okay. M- more almost pita ish. Like 
Okay. I see that. It, like a, a toasted piece of pita. I mean, I, I'm sure the Fresh Brothers fans out there, the Fresh Bros are going to come at me. <laughs> the Fresh Bros, bros. <laughs> the Fresh Bros squares. <laughs> Noel, are you familiar with Fresh Bros? You seem to have, have know of this. I've passed by it. I've never actually had it. So, okay. You know, so I can't, where did you I can't go? Speak what was your it. What was your new adventure into chain or fast foods? Um, well, believe it or not, I've never eaten Wingstop before. So I had Wingstop ordered as I was watching Is a Cake. And Dude, both homework assignments say, at once. I love it. I know. Multiple. I think the Marvel Universe, Disney Marvel Universe would say that's an incursion. <laughs> <laughs> Two separate realities merging at once and needs to be pruned. <laughs> this is insane. People think Dave Chang is cool. <laughs> what are you saying right now? This is wild. Mm-hmm. You can talk about mm-hmm. incursions and still have them. Mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say I got an order of boneless, and that was in both, um, let's see, barbecue sauce and Korean barbecue. Both were very sweet, as you'd imagine. Mm-hmm. And I got bone in, half um, hots, and half lemon pepper, which I haven't had in a very long time. And honestly, you guys are not totally on the right side of history when it comes to lemon pepper a fresh lemon pepper as this was listen it's very stop, nice stop <laughs> fresh lemon pepper is sensible and great it's the dried stuff that i'm not the biggest fan of is that okay to have an mm. opinion okay 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 that's fine that's fine wait are you cl- are you classifying the lemon pepper that you get at wingstop as fresh lemon pepper I, I, be- I believe I believe they use uh, or Meyer lemons <laughs> and Telecherry and peppers, peppers <laughs> that are overnighted from Goa. yeah. <laughs> but you're so you were saying lemon pepper. We are we are wrong about the the flavor combination generally of lemon pepper. It was I among all those t- among all the flavors that you had. The it was the the two barbecues, the lemon pepper and the what was it, the last one? Buffalo. Hot. Yeah. Hot. Huff. Hot. Hot buffalo. Rank them. Ooh. Rank um, them one through four. Ooh. Okay. Uh, there was a whole thing on the way that they delivered these wings. So lemon pepper was on top, so they were crunchiest, which I like the most because of the crunchy factor. Second would be hot buffalo because those got soggy. They were in the same box, but underneath the lemon pepper. And then the two barbecue sauces weren't great, so... Number four and four tied for so four. Number one there. was lemon pepper. Dave, are yeah, you willing to give lemon pepper, lemon pepper a spin at Wingstop? You know, I think it's clear to me that Noel is now running for some kind of public office or <laughs> head of <laughs> Discord community president or something. <laughs> class so president that. Dave, class president. <laughs> I mean, that is just pandering, and I don't know if this is acceptable behavior. It's good. I don't know what to say. I wasn't expecting it, but you know, here we are. Next thing you know, you're gonna make a recipe. You know, endorse a recipe that Bon Appetit does. This is our most popular recipe of the month: cochon <laughs> pasta. Right. Hey, pr- prego. Right. Oh, okay. Right, right. Bong, bong, bong. Uh, Guys, bong. Pepsi's pretty good after all. <laughs> Hi, Chris. What did you eat? So I, I, I have a confession as well. I have sat next to Dave Chang many, many times as he described his love for a certain chain of restaurants and sort of. I've been a participant. I've nodded along. I've maybe even 
verbally asserted my agreement with him. What is this? And the truth is, I have never been to a Hillstones or a Houston's in my entire life. (laughs) What? This entire time? This whole time, I've been like, yeah, yeah, Dave, totally. Hillstones. It's the best. It's the best. And my life is a lie until now. Well, easy. Uh, I've always felt you had talented Mr. Ripley vibes, and now we know it's true. (laughs) I'm just like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, I love that. I love their uh, meat. (laughs) So I went. I went to the one in San Francisco. And uh, I mean, it was a, it was a little. Did you cheating. see? A, did you see a lot of Patagonia sweater vests in there? Yeah, there are a lot of Patagonia sweater vests in there. It's uh, a lot of iced teas and diet cokes and I vodka just, sodas. <laughs> Cran soda, Cran soda, Cran vodka. I, I will say this: I was very happy walking into this restaurant. It's been like a long time since I've been to a place like this where you're just like, oh, I'm going to sit in like a comfortable booth, and I'm going to be in this like very. Like I have no, I don't have to walk into a restaurant and think like, oh, this, this is this chef and this is what's going to happen here. And they're doing this thing. And is it going to be good? And blah, blah, blah. And -and so-and-so said this or that. And it was just like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get meat here. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to get like some form of artichoke. And I did. And it was, I will say all of the starters were amazing. I had a, I had a grilled artichoke. I had for, for eighteen dollars <laughs> for at least eighteen dollars. It's like yeah, eighteen dollars. I had focaccia that didn't bear any resemblance to focaccia, but whatever. It was very oily bread and it was delicious. <laughs> Don't sleep on that salad, man, with buttermilk, garlic dressing. Don't sleep on this salad with bacon and egg. That's only like fifteen percent lettuce. Wonderful, wonderful salad. We ran into a little bit of a problem. I was like looking at the menu and I was looking at the entrees and I was like. I don't really want any of these things. I don't want the like Hawaiian style ribeye. I don't want. Is, it's good. It's good. Is it good? Fuck. Yeah, it's good. Damn it. I didn't want, you know, pan roasted salmon and it was pretty limited. And I was about to like sort of just give up and order a pork chop or whatever. I, I feel, by the way, I feel the, when I ordered salmon once or asked about it at a Hillstone restaurant, I can't remember if it actually is Hillstone. Don't, don't get mad at me. Hillstone. Where is the wild? And the server said, it swims in its own environment. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Yeah. So does a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, you got you to gotta give credit for a good answer, though. That's yeah, a pretty good so answer. Because, like, if you're going to ask if the salmon is wild, <laughs> you deserve an answer like it swims in its own <laughs> environment. But here's here's the thing that happens at, at a restaurant like this from time to time, I think. And this was this was like the brightest spot in my whole week. One of my dining companions, I was like, oh, I don't really want any of these things. And he looks at our menus and he goes, how come we're looking at the lunch menus? It's <laughs> like, oh, my God, we're looking at the lunch menus. And the dinner menu has a good four or five extra entrees. And like this is this is the best thing that can happen to a sad man like me is to realize that I've my the choices that I don't want are are just a factor of looking at the wrong menu. Whoa, whoa, whoa. you didn't you didn't get a, a a French dip. We did get a French dip for the for quote unquote for the I'm table. Look, I'm looking at the lunch menu right now, and I just want to just walk everybody through how I'm just gonna say it, the ineptitude of of Chris Yang's ability to navigate a menu. I just don't <laughs> even understand. Well, I didn't even give you my full order though. I didn't even give you my full order. I don't even hear it anymore. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did okay. I did. We did focaccia, artichokes, that salad, a French dip. We ate one of those omelets, those Borsan omelets, just for fun. What is going I on? I ordered prime rib. What? 
What? What? <laughs> Why? My wife ordered. What did she get? Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, Stress- uh, this is stressing me out. <laughs> what did my wife get? I think she got a chicken. All right, what should we have done? Look at the menu. Tell me. Chicken sandwich. Yeah, good chicken sandwich. You probably order the French fries with. with mm-hmm. Can I just say I, I know I, I've studied this restaurant group more than any other restaurant group or restaurant. You know, it's probably well past LBE, Fat Duck, you name it. You know, <laughs> I've studied this more than anything. I one day we should probably just do a whole episode of me breaking down like like get to the rewatchables podcast (laughs) about Hillstone and uh, and how they moneyball everything. Yeah, I can say chicken meatballs is a new thing. The hot smoked salmon actually is tremendously delicious. Spinach artichoke dip. You didn't get a spinach artichoke dip. No. What are you doing? (laughs) I didn't Mm. do it because I had to make it for this assignment separately. It doesn't matter. Noelle, you don't do it either? No, 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 no. I would get the spinach artichoke dip, but the logic is understandable here. I, I think get you it. give him too much credit. <laughs> I, 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 I clearly would have just done... He's okay, a you studied, I don't know. You've what? studied Hillstone. How am I supposed I, to know? I've been with you too many times to know that you fumbled the ball. But how am I supposed to know? Like, going into you a restaurant like this... basically Pete Carroll... <laughs> In the Super Bowl seven years ago with the one-yard line, and you should have given it to Marshawn Lynch. Just run it. And I you mean, passed it. Instead. I did. I kicked it. I punted from the one. What? I, but okay. In my in my slight defense, like, how am I supposed to know? I have never been to this restaurant that I'm supposed to go in. I, I should have asked you first, but how was I supposed to know that, like, the hot smoked salmon is something to order? That's not, you, that's you, not this a is, layup. If, you know what? That's not you're, obvious. You're, you, you are much like... A lot of these elite Yelpers that go into a restaurant. I am not like an elite Yelper. And you order like a dumbass. And you don't have the experience that you thought you should have had. And when it's really on you. That is, I did not say I did not have the experience I had. I had a wonderful experience. But I am saying it is not obvious that you should walk into Hillstone and order the house house smoked salmon. That's not obvious. It's the second to the top of the menu. That's That should tell you everything. Don't order anything below. And the top is like going to wine list. You don't get the cheapest. You don't get the most expensive. You get the stuff that's in between. All right. It is a twenty-one dollar entree. It is right there in the near top. The whole mm. salads, again, only matters. <laughs> the kale salad with the roasted chicken is delicious because they roast the chickens and it's great. I, I'm a huge fan of that. That's the only thing you get. Thai noodle chicken salad. That's something you probably would have ordered. I considered it. Yeah, I know you. That's something you would have ordered. <laughs> If I was by myself, I would have ordered it. You know what threw me off ah. from that one though? The mango, really. I can't do that. I can't do a mango. I mean, no, this is what this is when they make white people make food. That I, I wouldn't be surprised if you had ordered it comes in a tiki bowl. That type of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Somebody in a kimono comes and delivers <laughs> it to you. Yeah. And and the burgers are good. Everyone talks about the veggie burger. I think it's garbage. Just get the chicken sandwich, but really you can't go wrong with the, the French dip au jus. And that's it. In terms of the entrees, you can you almost always, I almost never get anything other than like a steak. That's it. The ribs are too sweet. The wine's okay. I can't believe you ordered the omelet. That's just mental. I just wanted to see what it was about. I just no. want to see. That's my never-ending search for, for. I almost, I almost never. Do you ever get a steak or a big roasted grill piece of protein at a Hillstone kind of restaurant, Noel? Oh, do I get a steak? Uh. Not often. No, no. it's mostly mostly. Oh, I, I a fresh actually dip. will go fish. 
fish or a sandwich of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I, I think you order terribly. I think it's fine. It was his first time. He didn't consult us. And the important thing is he came out liking Hillstone, which is all I need. It's true. I did come out liking Hillstone. So, so fucking expensive. It's wild. <laughs> this is why I was like, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Because I was like, I'm going to go to a Sonic. And then instead I was like, I don't want to go fucking Sonic. <laughs> go to Hillstone. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, all right. So that was my experience. I, I, will, I will return to Hillstone, but with armed with this knowledge. But I'm just saying, in my defense, once again, not all of that is fucking obvious. Uh, next on the list, juice bars. What was everybody's juice bar experience? I've never been to a juice bar in order to juice in my life, I don't think. I've had juice to go in a, that's pre-made in a bottle, but I've never actually stepped to a counter and said, give me that one that tastes like garbage. Or <laughs> give me that one what? that, yeah, well, give me the one where um, it looks green. I have never wanted to drink a juice that is just kale and spinach and cucumber. So what did you? What was the juice combination you ended up with? What did I said, you get? I literally went to Joe and the Juice in West Hollywood, and I walked in and I said, because I, I I had to return something with Grace, and I was oh no, there's a Joe and the Juice. I've only walked past the one in the Copenhagen Airport. You know the one I'm talking about, Yang? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, on the I international mean. terminal. But mm-hmm. I've never even gone there because I always felt that maybe is it Danish because. I thought it's it was just, Australian or something. Oh, I always yeah. didn't go there because it looked too like sleek and black and sexy for me. <laughs> yeah, but it's also just it's on those lines. I never went there too because I hate it when the Scandinavians or even the Australians try to make an American concept. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. You know? Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm not point hamburgers. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm not going to go in there. Um, so I went and I uh, I asked for the least horrible tasting Green juice. <laughs> All right. And, and I have a photo. Know- I have a photo of it, but Grace ordered one as well. I drank mine in literally under two seconds just to crush it. Like it was medicine. <laughs> it was gone. All right. Do you remember? Did it have any, did it have a, a, a name? Did it have, did it promise any sort of specific uh, remedies for you? No. I mean, I got to look at the name. I can show you the actual photo of it, but with the menu, it was the, the one on the menu that's the bottom left on the menus at Joe and the Juice. Oh, of <laughs> course. that one. That one. Uh, uh, I just got so much insight into the way Dave Chang learns. It's just like, where was it on the menu? That's amazing. Uh, it was. It was. Oh, uh, a Joe identity with cucumber, ice, spinach, broccoli, kale, lemon. That was it. No, 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 Dave. That the the the, the, uh, the online version has a different. Green Shield was on the bottom left. <laughs> Green Wait, Shield so is on the bottom right on the online menu. Green Shield was on the bottom left on the physical menu because it had apple in it for sure. It had apple in it. Green Shield. That was the you one. Have I the got. Green Shield. You're saying apple, mm. broccoli, cucumber, ice, spinach, kale. Sounds okay. fuck. Sounds terrible. I will never order it again. <laughs> Did it? I mean, it was, why do people was... want to drink green juice? I don't get it. Why? All right. So this was actually my question. I actually had this question. I, I've, I've had I've had juices before. I've done th- this thing. But like, what? When are you supposed to drink? Where is a juice like this supposed to fit into your day? Is it like, am I supposed to drink a juice instead of eating? 
Am I supposed to drink a juice in addition to eating? When am I supposed mm, to I drink? I think a, you're supposed to um, drink one of these green juices to take the cocaine aftertaste out of your throat. <laughs> God. No, well, you're <laughs> not a juice drinker. Is that the use case for you? Just every morning, all the just... time. <laughs> How did you know? I feel that's uh, there's got again a, a nice marketing overlap between daytime cocaine users and green juice drinkers. <laughs> My God, another one of these conspiracies. Uh, I had a juice from a place nearby that that was uh, opened by a licensed acupuncturist and herbalist who utilizes the wisdom of Chinese medicine to craft plant-based food that nourishes the body. Apple, cucumber, fennel, lemon, mint, ginger, and probiotics. I also got one of these like little shots of like beet, orange, ginger, and lemon. And uh, I like I like you, Dave. Was just like. Am I supposed to savor this? Like, I'm just going to just chug this, right? Like, that's what it's just, it's not for taste. You don't drink this for taste. The weird thing about these juices is like, they taste okay at first, but then they, I feel like the aftertaste of these juices is terrifying. Yeah. yeah again, I agree. What? It tastes like chlorophyll. And, you know, for me, I, I, I want my fiber. So I'd rather just think about eating it. Think about eating okay. these fruits and vegetables. Yeah, I think that it's something happens where like you get you get like a little sweetness and you're like, oh, this is okay. And then you're like, what did you do to this to make it taste like this in the end? Like the you juicing know what it process. Tastes, it tastes like photosynthesis. Yeah, the juicing process <laughs> unleashed what? unleashes all sorts of crazy photosynthesis <laughs> taste. It tastes, yeah, it tastes like I am becoming a plant. Yeah, but yeah, no, I am, I am, juice I am root. I am root. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You drink this and you just, I am Groot. Noel, as more of a juice drinker, tell us what we're doing wrong. Juices are great. First of all, for first time juice people, I feel like going at the bottom, starting at the bottom of the menu is wrong because I feel like what they've done is top of the menu are like the most approachable green juices that have fruits in them. And as you go down the list, no matter where you are, it's like that's when you get into only greens. So I feel like I was already skeptical by the he, That was the assignment. He did, he did right by the assignment. We he were did what he did. Can, can I also say that I technically did two things. It was a chain restaurant and I got my juice at one. So I did. You're not getting any more credit. I, I, You're I, credit. Yeah, I think no I'm credit. okay. Sure. All right. So Noel, do you have a regular juice order then? Yeah, kind of. I usually, so I go to this place that's kind of by me um, called General Green. And it's just a generic like juice place. And juice, acai, and salad place is the best way of describing it. Um, I can't but this even, time... I, I can't even see those places. It's like a magic eye to me. If I'm walking down the street, those places don't <laughs> even appear to me. I can't even see them. You know, Chris, we can start, <laughs> we can start one of these. We can start uh, a, a new kind of superfood bowl place, but instead... Of actually serving dehydrated acai fruit, we can tell we can serve it as gummy bears. <laughs> yeah. and say these are organic, freshly juiced gummy bears made with the most organic gelatin, <laughs> and it's a superfood. And right. now people are going to eat like oat bowls with gummy bears in it, and we're going to start a whole trend. And then we're going to have a museum of acai bowl. Yeah, right. With our frozen sweetened milk. Well, Sugarfina, the candy company kind of overpriced, uh, already sold green juice gummy bears, so you're behind already. 
in collaboration with Press Juice Fucking Rage. Sharapova! <laughs> right. She's my Venus Williams! <laughs> She's my, my Serena Williams! <laughs> my kryptonite! My, ours are made out of high seas and Capri Suns, though. There's no green juice in ours. What, fair, what is fair, your fair. normal juice order? Um, my normal juice order is a kale Kickstarter. So it has kale, celery, cucumber, ginger, apple, lemon. But I decided to treat myself and I got another green juice that had apple and pineapple, kale and spinach instead. So it was a great treat. What a what a what, what about a my day? <laughs> what a treat, Dave. She, this girl really knows how to treat herself. If I ever did that to Chris, like, hey, you you know, let's go out. Let's get something to eat. And if I took him there to a juice bar, he'd probably say, Are, are you firing me? <laughs> Did I just be wrong? Is this and it? likewise, <laughs> if Chris taught me out to juice bar, I would say, are you breaking up with me? What's, are you, you going to take me out to the farm? Is this like Bob Sugar and, and Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire? Like, this uh, is it. Could be team bonding. Could be team bond. I just think juice is a, a, a goddamn Ponzi scheme. And maybe I'm mad because I'm jealous at the margins of the garbage that they sell at $12, $13. Listen, for one, I'm always like, hey, food needs to be more expensive. I get it. But come on, man. Do something with your food. Other than just put it in a goddamn juicer. I can't do it. <laughs> I mean, can I say, like, to that point, Dave, did you say yours had cucumber in it as well? Why? Like, cucumber has nothing except water. <laughs> so any juice that's cucumber, they're just, they're, they're you know, Koreans, you. Koreans put cucumber in the soju? No. Why? <laughs> cucumber is nothing. You cucumber can see it sometimes. Nothing. Sometimes you see it in like British drinks, right? Like like gin drinks. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for ruining it. Thanks yeah. for ruining the gin. <laughs> Cucumber Aww. is nothing. I will say, one of my favorite Discorder posts on required eating was from Kelly, the coolest lunch lady. Apparently, every day uh, she juices at the middle school kitchen that she works with, and basically juices for the entire team, and that keeps them going. So she sent, she even sent a whole photo of her entire team and their juice. So Kelly is also asking, though. Thanks a lot, Kelly. Have... Thanks for making us feel so good about ourselves. I mean, I mean invoking the jerk. children. Yeah. What, a my team. <laughs> what a just jerk. Get out of here. Yeah, Kelly. just a yeah, big right. jerk, Kelly. Oh, right. Ooh, the kids. I do it for the kids. You know, you're just doing it to make Chris and I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Where are you hiding the bodies, Kelly? Uh, but this is relevant because Kelly's juicer is broken and so she has asked if you have any suggestions on a new juicer send me her address send me her address sounds like there might be a an extra juicer in the uh, garage send me the send me address we'll see what happens okay. i might it's for the ju- school uh, right oh yeah, yeah. For the I'll, I'll show you that i'll show you what a neutral bullet can do in a strainer <laughs> <laughs> let's send the school a juicer not make a not make an no. example out of her no oh, goodness <laughs> We'll do something nice for you, Kelly. <laughs> um, Potentially, maybe. maybe. <laughs> but for the kids, not for you. We're going to do it for the kids, not for you. <laughs> what, um, all right, next one up. We're going to have to, it's, it's dawning on me that we're going to have to break this up into two episodes, which is fine. Um, all right. How about that Iron Chef Pierre Gagnier episode? <laughs> My God. Wow. My was... God. So did we all, okay, so he's made two appearances, I think. And the one that I watched, which I found on on Peacock, is the one where he, I think he's battling Iron Chef Sakai mm-hmm. in France. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's not in Kitchen Stadium. It's like weirdly in this like chateau, like a conference room in a chateau. <laughs> and Iron Chef Sakai and Pierre Garnier, their first task is not like there's no big like ingredient reveal. They have to go out into the world to gather their own ingredients. Is this the one you guys watched? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so What a wild ride. It is, it is unbelievable. And I thought I had seen them all, but like, Dave, I had never, I don't think I had seen this one. I saw it in Japan when I lived in Izumi Tatori. Uh, <laughs> did you, did you think that you had somehow left the planet? Because this is And this insane. is the one where, this is the one, there's, there's one and then two. And the second one where it's in the fancy kitchen is with Homard Lobster. Yes. Main Wait, was this, mm-hmm. the, was this the lobster? Ep- no, the, this is the lobster. They had to go get their lobster. lobster. They had yep. to get their lobster. This is Homard. And I remember, here's the thing. The first time I watched this, there was no subtitles. I just watched it in Japanese. <laughs> oh. Mm. And I wasn't even a professional cook. <laughs> mm. I just remember watching this at something, I think three in the morning or something like that, very late. And I was like, whoa, why is a white guy on here now? Just, yeah. You know, it's a fancier set. So, yeah. <laughs> So speaking of uh, of the white guy, can you give uh, a little context on Chef Pierre Gagnier? Uh, I will tell you that Pierre Gagnier is one of the great chefs in the world, self-taught for the most part. St. Etienne, I think he's where he grew up. He learned from his family how to cook or something like that. Anyway, he has um, three Mission stars. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this to people that don't know anything about him. <laughs> very, very on the wavelength of modern gastronomy, but done in a, in a way that he would do it where it wasn't overly, um, you can still do molecular gastronomy without it being bubbles and foams and stuff. I think he embodied a lot of the modern movement without making it look modern at all. He partnered a lot with this um, chemist named Hervé, Hervé Tis. And they have a couple books out. His cookbooks are beautiful. I would say, though, in Japan in the late 90s, early aughts, Pierre Gagnier was arguably the biggest chef in Japan, more than Robuchon. Robuchon had just retired. And Gagnier was the, the chef that all the top Japanese cooks wanted to work for and with. So it makes sense that, you know, this amazing cooking challenge show would try to get someone like Pierre Gagnier and I think, uh, you know, it was either Gagnier or, or, or Passard, Alain Passard, but Gagnier was extremely famous in Japan in, in that era because no one was doing what he was doing back then. What is so wild about this episode, too, is that in the audience, like, Joel Robichon is there. And who else? Somebody else wild is there. Like, not Ducasse, but somebody else crazy is in the audience for the thing. They're taking it very seriously. How would you sort of describe... I feel like... Gagnier has like a little reputation for being a little wild, unexpected in his like flavor and textural combinations, true or false. He, he pushes the envelope, but he does it in a way that doesn't seem overly so. And I know people that have said, oh, I had 10 course meal at his restaurant. Nine of the dishes were some of the worst food I've ever had. (laughs) Right. But one. (laughs) But that one dish changed my life. So it's the best restaurant I've ever been to. And I think that's what Pierre tries to do. Again, I'm not the expert at all on Gagnier, but he takes some some huge swings. Yeah. And he takes some huge swings in this episode, man. Some big, big wild ones. What did you think, Noel? 
I thought it was crazy because it kickstarted with the background story of where he's at in his career. And basically, in so many words, like they had called it kind of a fall from grace story. Mm-hmm. And this was supposed to be his way of coming back up, which was very, I mean, I can't, I genuinely can't imagine that happening on TV currently, which already, you know, the episode started off very, very funny. I thought that, you know, what I realized within this is like how much uh, the chefs would do on Iron Chef in a way that like, again, no other food competition show that I've seen lately has tried to accomplish. And I mean that from like an entire meal standpoint, but Along the way, oh, you had Twagro. You had you had one. The Twagro brother was there. Oh, that's right. Well. Twagro was there. Oh my that's god, right. that's Insane. right. Arguably from the family that created modern plating, and <laughs> arguably the most one of the most important family in Western cooking. But it's, Dave, if you're going to interject all. like that, you were supposed to go Fukui San. I just confirmed <laughs> that one of the Twagro brothers <laughs> in the audience. <laughs> so good. Uh, the dubbing on it is incredible is incredible because I feel like the amount of emotion that the you know the voice is actually using versus the actual the actual people on the show is just like over the top uh, in a way that you just wouldn't see uh, in a lot of ways. But like to what to your first point, Noel, I think it's wild. Like it had, it had been a long time since I watched Iron Chef, but the number the fact that like. I just confirmed that he's going to try to make five dishes today. (laughs) That's insane. Insane. Like whatever TV magic, whatever advantages they have, like that's still insane. Like the amount of cooking they're trying to accomplish. That was, that was the best. Uh, I know it just got picked up for a new season on Netflix and our good friend, Kristen Kish is going to co-judge. I just wanted to tell Netflix that Sean Gray and myself would like to be contestants. Did you just say that out loud? That's insane. Yeah, Yeah, let's fucking go. Would you prefer to be dueling contestants or a singular team? Sean Sean and I, Sean, the the formerly of Momofuku Co., longtime good friend, you were texting, and I'm just going to say this. Sean, you may not even appreciate what I'm about to say, but let's go. (laughs) Together. Together, let's go. Let's go after uh, whoever the fuck is the Iron Chef challengers. I don't even know who it is, but I feel very strongly in our team. I think you have three members. You can have a third person. We have yet to debate what that person would be. I'm just letting Sean knows and anybody else that might join my team. I am a shitty cook now. I I can barely cook with confidence at home. It would have to be a documentary. I would have to get back into training. <laughs> You're like a full Boku's door style yeah. training. Yeah. I got to it would be very similar to a Rocky movie. I need somebody to like make sure I do morning jogs and they're driving behind me, keep on pushing me. But I think we can do this. I'm not afraid. This is amazing. In my wildest dreams, I did not imagine that this new Moy format would produce Dave Chan <laughs> on air challenging the Iron Chefs in the new season. This is incredible. And I will do it with my left hand. I hope I hope a casting director is listening to this because this is going to happen now. You guys better be listening. Uh, this episode is totally wild. I will say, like knowing a little bit more about what's you know when I, I mean, Dave, like to your point, when this when you first watched Iron Chef, like you weren't even a professional cook yet. Like well, it was amazing wa- watching it now. I knowing a little bit more about what's happening. I was like, some of this looks incredible, and some of this I'm just like, you should not have tried to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that looks crazy, mm-hmm. man. That does not look very good. 
Um, but if you have not seen Iron Chef in a long time, you should watch it and you should definitely find this episode. Like Dave, pulling this one out was special. Well, this again, was like a Ga- crazy Gagnier, one. smokes Sakai. You know, it's okay. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, uh, it just cr- crushed him. It wasn't even close <laughs> in the points. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that, that's what the, the result was. 69-62. Crushed. Was that the result? 69-62 yeah. was... Oh. Oh. Did they ever the, show? Did they ever show the result, Chris? In the full remember. episode? Hmm. It got pretty late, and I was pretty deep into some mm-hmm. sleepy things. Psilocybin. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was just tripping balls, man. I had no idea what's going on. <laughs> um, all right, so we got through. Let's see where we are. Noel's got to hit the airport here. Well, that's great. Let's, let's split this podcast up into two. Good job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll cover the rest of our homework next time. And then I think what we're going to do is we're going to produce we're going to we're going to produce a longer, more challenging list that everyone can follow along. But yeah, we'll come back and talk about Beats and Oxtails and Brian Scalabrini next time we convene. I think. Well, give us five stars. Thanks. Good luck, Noel. See you tomorrow. See ya. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.